0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Sled Island Music Festival in Calgary, Alberta is rapidly approaching. We recommend you get your tickets, you get your wristbands soon, you get them now. Head over to sledisland.com and they'll sort you out. We here at the Cups and Cakes Network are so proud to be able to present a show this year at Sled Island as we have become a media partner with the great festival down in Calgary. We get to present slow. I, uh, I was humbled to be given this show. I love Slow so much. This is going to be such a great time. It's taking place Friday, June 22nd at Dickens Pub. Doors at 9, I believe. And we'll also get to see great sets from the ex-boyfriends, Waste and Delilah. Please make it down. Come say hi to me. Come check out some of the stuff we're going to have for you. Check out these bands and just take in Sled Island. I urge you to head over to SledIsland.com and get your tickets. Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded May 26, 2018. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Joining me today is Montreal's Christian North, best known as the frontman for the much-loved garage punk act Babysitter North decided to step away for a while to pursue a solo project. His debut album is called The Last Rock and Roll Record and it encapsulates that title perfectly. Taking some time from a busy tour schedule to swing by the Cups and Cake studio is Christian North. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's just get this question out of the way. Is Babysitter completely done or simply on uh, a hiatus?
1: Uh, it's on a hiatus as a result of just... Uh... Like, life things getting in the way. Basically, I live in Montreal, and Andy lives in Victoria. It's more of a collaborative project. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, we'd like to do something else again. But, yeah, so I'll call it a hiatus, yeah.
0: Cool, well, that's kind of exciting to hear. Yeah. Your debut album is a phenomenal tribute to the sounds of rock and roll's past. Where did the urge to honor the classic sounds of rock music come from?
1: I don't know. I was listening to a lot of... um, there's, like, a sort of very specific time period that I'd never really dove into, I guess, before, um, which is maybe, like, a bit dated-sounding right now. I guess I was sort of interested in a, a production aspect of, like, late 80s uh, sort of singer-songwriter albums, like The Dire Straits or something like that. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, um, yeah it kind of stemmed from that. And there's, like, I guess what I've said... Uh, before talking about that record is there was sort of like a challenge aspect coming out of uh, the second Babysitter album. Kind of felt like I would like, mastered a certain kind of, like, playing, like, of noisy noisy rock or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or freeform guitar playing or something. So there was a sort of challenge to, uh, trying to make something sort of crisper and tighter and, uh, It just gave me a form to work within or write within to zero in on this time period or something if that makes sense yeah cool cool so from what i hear the album has
0: been a long time in the making can you talk about the writing recording of the last rock and roll record
1: yeah um because it was sort of like a reinvention thing i guess i hit a bit of like I hit some speed bumps and just like confidence along the way. Um, so I kept sort of thinking I was finished and then wanting to go back in the studio and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it took about three years kind of. And, uh, it was about two years in that I sort of decided I wanted to call it the last rock and roll record and all that. And, uh, yeah. What was the question? Oh yeah, writing. The yeah. writing process is pretty like uh I'm always kind of writing stuff down or something, so uh that was like fluid or something. There's lots of songs that didn't make the cut in the end or whatever. So, so when you decided
0: to call it the last rock and roll record, did you start tweaking the songs a little bit more? Yeah, I sort of a- started
1: to get some sort of loose concept going on. I don't really think it's like a concept record, but um Uh, I don't know it has it has like a an idea behind it once I sort of had that name it started getting easier to like finish the record or something like that I kind of knew what uh what I wanted to do with it at that point or something yeah
0: cool so, there's a slew of musicians that play on this record. I'm yeah. curious how you ended up having 16 different
1: players lending their talents <laughs> to the album. Well, three years is a big part of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I worked in a bunch of studios with a bunch of really uh, good musicians. And, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of came about that way. I guess when you're a solo act, like uh, when I had a time booked in the studio or something i would just call up people and see who was available but a lot of those people have their own projects or other projects they tour with and stuff so mm-hmm. i didn't have a steady person james who's here uh, on your balcony he's the probably most steady member of the band but uh, okay yeah yeah there's some great players on the album yeah that's for sure
0: uh the album speaking of great players was produced by edmonton expat rennie
1: wilson that's true how did you two meet and what decided to to uh, I met Rennie right when he moved to Montreal, actually. Okay. Um, and, well, Babysitter was put out by... Um, both our records were put out by another Edmonton expat, Mike Dean. I don't know if you know that guy. Know uh, the name. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. Mike Dean works with uh, Graham Langdon, or formerly worked with him on the Psychic Handshake records, which put out Babysitter. And I think Mike had told Renee and Garrett that they should hook up with us because we wanted to do our second babysitter record, which we ended up cutting with Garrett in that house that him and Renee still live in.
0: Yeah, right on. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then I met Renee that way, so yeah, they have a lot of uh, toys. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) And now, uh, is Mitch still living there too? Mitch doesn't live there, but he's up in Montreal too, and he plays on the record a little bit too. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So you originally started playing music in
0: Victoria, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, Have you found the move to Montreal to be as fruitful
1: as expected? Uh, Yeah, the best thing about Montreal for me, I mean, well there's two things, one has been inspiring because um, there's just been a lot of opportunities to see uh, different types of music. Victoria doesn't have nearly as many bands coming through as Montreal does. Yeah, definitely. And uh, two, I guess it's um, space is like much easier to come by in Montreal. So I've ha- I've been afforded a lot more uh, time to just work and uh, write or jam with people or whatever. It's just much easier to um, play music more often. Victoria. Um, are you talking more about studio space? Yeah, or jam just studio spaces? space yeah, and okay. affordability. Like Victoria, there was times when Babysitter started, we had a house and we could jam there whenever. But uh, there was other times when we all lived in apartments, and jam spaces very expensive, and yeah. it was hard to like find a regular spot, or we could only get you know three hours once a week or something. So Montreal is much easier that way. Yeah, cool. seems like space and time are much easier to come by yeah, yeah you don't have to work all the time or whatever so yeah
0: um i'm always impressed by victoria's music scene for a city that you would think like
1: has that island thing yeah. <laughs> where like you're on an island and you got to make your own scene because that's sad eh? yeah i guess or yeah it has yeah has a pretty rich history but for canadian indie rock absolutely
0: whatever. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what have you got planned for the rest of 2018?
1: Uh, I'm gonna be doing a bit of touring for this record. Um, well, right now I'm on tour. I'm going to Los Angeles and then, uh, I'll go back to Montreal and do some East Coast touring later in the year. Yeah. And yeah, probably like to get recording again after that. I don't know. We'll see. Cool, yeah. I the last episode I just put
0: out was with the fellas from Freak Heatwaves. Oh yeah, we're in a little f- internet feud. right Yeah, now. yeah, they had nothing nice to say about you. Oh, they're yeah. real jerks. Yeah, they're jerks. Yeah, <laughs> they mentioned that you
1: guys might be going on tour together. Is that still a possibility? Yeah, I think it might happen. We'll see <laughs> if we can make it through the feud. You guys yeah. gotta
0: have to make up. Yeah, yeah, we might have to make up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the quote-unquote normal questions. Um, I have now a big list of rapid-fire questions, and they don't need to be rapid if you don't want them to be. Like, you can you can okay. ramble on forever if you want. But just kind of want to get to know you a little bit better than what those normal interview questions give.
1: Right. Okay, let's see. All right. What album sparked your love of music? Uh, I had a cousin... Who lived with us in his first year of college when I was like 12 or something? And um, he was listening to a bunch of hip hop, and I sort of got into that stuff, like uh, the DJ Shadow Mm -hmm. and things like that. That was the first time I remember kind of like seriously engaging with music or something. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. What's your current musical obsession? Uh, Van Morrison. Burgers or pizza? Burgers. How do you take your coffee? Uh, with milk. What's the best movie you've seen recently? Um, I'm actually kind of a cinephile. I watch movies all the time. Um, <laughs> what was the best movie I saw recently? A Japanese movie called uh, Fireworks by Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, pretty cool movie. I think that was Thomas's answer too. Oh, there you go. Did you guys watch <laughs> that together? Uh, I think I might have told him to watch. <laughs> I, right yeah, right yeah. on. <laughs> alcohol or marijuana? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to choose marijuana because alcohol is evil. But I use them both pretty frequently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: what is the strangest job you've ever had? Uh, grave digger.
1: Gravedigger. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, that is strange. yeah It's pretty hard. Do you, Do you have to do it by hand, or do you do that, it with a backhoe? Well, they have. Uh, you have to do some of it by hand. Yeah, and then they bring in the backhoe. It sucked. It was the worst job. Ever. <laughs> if you could
0: open for any artist on the planet, who would it be? Mm, Neil Young. Solid choice. He's still alive, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's still still kicking. Yeah. That'll be a sad day when he isn't. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna come in our life, in our lifetime. That's true. Most definitely gonna happen. (laughs) Definitely.
1: (laughs) One thing that is inevitably gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Neil Young will die (laughs) one day, and it'll be very sad. Yeah. What was your favorite childhood toy? Like Nintendo or something? I guess. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, I'm not a big super. I guess Batman. Yeah. 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 Beatles or the Stones. Uh, see i kind of hate them both at this point because this question gets asked too much but
0: <laughs> well it's actually the, it's
1: the stones it would be for me it would be the stones but then also the stones is like you y- too overplayed like the beatles aren't on the radio all the time yeah you know what i mean yeah. the stones is like I loved Beast of Burden, but now, like, I hope I never hear Beast of Burden ever again, you know?
0: <laughs> we were, uh, when we were talking about Neil, it was actually Neil that inspired me to ask that question. He had this theory that every band was either the Beatles or the Stones. That's true, yeah. Based on, uh, you know, how they played. If they were loose and it was kind of a little bit more free-flowing, yeah. they were the Stones, and if it, everything was just so perfectly put together they're the
1: beatles yeah i mean i definitely relate to the stones more nice. as far as from that perspective right but on. uh yeah i like john Lennon. it's good what was your first car um a van and that was like a like a dodge yeah <laughs> what's the best canadian city to play montreal sorry edmonton
0: <laughs> no need
1: to apologize. No need to Actually, apologize. though, Edmonton's always been very good to babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Bar days. Wonder Bar, Very, very good shows. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst? Uh Thunder Bay, I guess. Or Fredericton also really sucks. Yeah.
0: I get those answers a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the weirdest request you've ever had from a fan? I haven't had a lot of like fanatic fans or anything like that, but. Did have one in Kelowna one time make a drawing and bring it to a babysitter show. Interesting. She didn't really request anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was it a nice drawing at least? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. What's your biggest pet peeve?
1: I have a lot of pet peeves. Ooh. Pretty like irritable guy. I don't know what my biggest one is. I mean, pretty just sensitive at this point to a lot of things like... uh I don't know, I guess sometimes like the what music's playing in communal spaces or something. I'm not very like, uh, what's the word? I'm not the most like, like we were just listening to Moby in the car and I was so pissed. <laughs> 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 it I sounded mean, like shit. I feel like that's
0: rightfully so. I feel like that's the reaction I that most uh, people would yeah, have. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it, Who put that on? It's so much worse <laughs> than it was in my memory. <laughs> Moby. aged really badly (laughs) Give me one of your bucket list items I'd really like to go uh, To Spain and Japan Cool What's the best mood setting album? Oh Um Maybe like uh, In a Silent Way by Miles Davis Or something like that Or like uh, the Spain one what are the, I don't know. I always forget album I don't know, names. The, the Both those one. two. Uh, some things of Spain. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I know the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I
0: need to dive a little bit more into Miles. I'm uh,
1: oh, yeah. not as versed in jazz He's as he He's the most be. crazy uh, career ever, I think. Yeah? That's my. what I've been thinking lately. Like, if you think about all the times he changed... Like he went from like the 40s to the 90s. That's like the craziest. Like, uh, ch- and he was like always current. You yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. The Beatles did all this stuff in like seven years. But yeah. Miles Davis stayed current for like everything. You know, just being alive for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Like he went from is crazy. Went from uh, whatever like pretty traditional jazz to like hip hop basically. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, it is insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. Favorite road trip album. Um I mean yeah, I really like some uh what's a good road trip album? Like uh Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan's pretty good or like a Neil Young album like uh Tonight's the Night or something like
0: that. Oh uh, yeah. yeah,
1: really good. Yeah.
0: Love that album. That's actually probably my favorite Neil album. Yeah, me too. Yeah. If you could hang out with one of your musical idols, would you?
1: uh that's a hard question yeah i'm i think no at this point uh i met damo suzuki a long time ago and he was really cool but then other people are like not that cool Yeah. yeah yeah or it's just i don't know what do you say i never know what you would even say anyways what if you're disappointed right yeah totally i was i'm a huge fan of this band the royal trucks yeah And uh, I was with a friend of mine, and we were, like, face-to-face with them uh, when they played Montreal last year. And I was, like, all day, I was like, I'm just going to get, like, I'm just going to say, like, hi or something. But then I couldn't even do it. it It's just so weird. I don't know. What would you do? Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you could fight, physically or verbally, any musician,
1: who would it be? The freaky waves, man.
0: (laughs) I guess I knew.
1: I'm pretty sure they answered you in that that, uh, question there. I'm going to take Thomas Danino down to (laughs) Chinatown.
0: (laughs) All right, i got one last question. If you just found out you were the last person on Earth, what's
1: the first thing you would do? I guess... I would kill myself, probably. (laughs) It's a common
0: answer. It's a common answer.
1: (laughs) All right, Christian, thank you so
0: much for joining me here at man Yeah, yeah, thanks a million. Um, And we're going to close with one of your songs. Do you have one in mind that we should play? Uh, Let's play uh, your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is my favorite right now? I like The Pessimist. Are we cool to play The Pessimist? Let's play that one. Right on. Sounds good. All right, thanks a lot, man.
1: Cool, thanks, dude. So
0: Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Christian North. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowerecords.com. Inside the Art Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.